Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Now, I was raised here in the Midwest, where I live now, and I was taught to put other people first, not to make waves, and to always defer a a compliment or a pleasure like I was swatting away a gnat. And especially in times like these, the idea of cultivating personal happiness might seem trivial, might seem selfish even, but now it might be even more important than ever before. My guest on today's show is empowerment coach Shannon Kaiser, and she says that with all the evidence we have that shows that positive moods boost our immune system among all the other many things that positivity does for us, that joy isn't something to feel guilty about. It's a smart strategy. So are you ready to meet her? Shannon Kaiser is the best-selling author of five books on the psychology of happiness and fulfillment, including the number one bestseller, The Self-Love Experiment, Adventures for Your Soul, and Joy Seeker. As an international life coach, speaker, and retreat leader, Shannon helps people trust and believe in themselves so they can live their highest potential. She's been named a top 100 women to watch in wellness by Mind Body Green and your go-to happiness booster by Health Magazine. She's also been recognized as a must-follow Instagram account for inspiration by Entrepreneur Magazine and a top Facebook account for daily motivation by Mind Body Green. You can visit her website at playwiththeworld.com and follow her on social media at Shannon Kaiser Writes. Shannon, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, it's so wonderful to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I have to ask, that's a lot in your bio. That's a lot of happiness booster and daily inspiration. And so are you relentlessly, permanently joyful? Because I'm feeling jealous now. Oh, thank you. are right. As you read it all together, it just sounds like I'm just this bubble of inspiration. But the truth is, I am relentless about pursuing a fulfilled life. And really, it all comes back to expansion and expansion can be in those moments of darkness and despair, because I was 10 years ago diagnosed with clinical depression and I have had crippling anxiety and I have suffered through drug drug addiction and eating disorders. And in all of those, it was about learning the lessons available, diving deeper into why is this here and happening and what can I learn from it to open up into the happiness and the joy. So to me, it is a balance. So how do you define joy? What is it? You know, so many of us think joy is happiness and we're chasing this happy. When we get happy, then everything will be okay. You know, for years I did it too. When I lose the weight, when I meet my soulmate, when I get out of debt, that equated happiness and fulfillment. But the truth is happiness comes and goes. It's a feeling. Whereas joy is a state of being, I truly believe and know in my heart that joy is our birthright. It's our essence. 
just as you were to look at a child before they get kind of groomed by society or or culture or family preconceptions and beliefs, there is moments of pure bliss and joy of just being alive, just being curious about life. So truly joy to me is our natural expression and it's available to all of us because it is us, it's within us. It makes me think about how then even in trouble or fear or sorrow, we can still find some joy, not in a sarcastic grin at the bad thing way, but that we could carry that, the strength that joy gives us, the foundation that joy gives us into whatever trouble or sorrow or loss or whatever it is. Yes, that's exactly it. The foundation of it. I love that you said it in that way, because that truly is what the core of my work is about, is to help us realize that this is about a foundational building into a solid foundation for your life. So you have the skills and the whereabouts and the knowledge to know that you can make it through anything because, you know, life is going to throw us different things. It's part of why we're here to learn the lessons, to grow and and to, you know, have relationships and learn through those as well. Everything is a profound opportunity to help us grow, help our souls grow, really. And joy can become this barometer for us to kind of guide us. And it doesn't mean when you're going through the most difficult times of despair or, you know, the whole culture and the world has been thrown into this crazy time over the past year. And so many of us feel like, well, who am I to be happy or go for joy when there's so much suffering. And in my own journey, and I've learned through my own process and healing, it's it's who am I not? Because when I choose to love myself and when I choose to actually focus on being happy and doing what brings me joy, that's one less person hurting in the world. That's one less person suffering. And when I choose to uplift myself, it helps everyone in my household. It helps everyone in my community. And it helps really what it comes back down to is being of service. And I think we have it wrong. Many of us feel like it's selfish to be joyful or selfish as you started to, to you know, take care of others always before ourselves. But the opposite I find is true. And that's really what the teaching and the books are all about. It makes me a little bit emotional because of that. I think some of it is because of the way that I was raised, that good, right, that nice uh, kind of Midwestern, Midwestern nice, where if someone says, oh, thank you, or you do, oh, no, oh, no, you're fine, is what we say here. Uh, yes, um, yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it makes me emotional because when I think of for myself and on my spiritual journey, the times when I said no to joy sometimes can feel like more and I don't do this as much now but those times I said no to joy can feel like more than the times I said yes it's often interesting when we do say no to the joy or what we feel within us that might be opening up as possibilities we actually sacrifice ourselves, And I learned through my own journey when I was diagnosed with depression at the time, I was in a corporate job, just going through kind of the, the daily grind, but I was crying myself to sleep every night. And I didn't really know what I wanted because I had never asked myself, well, what do you really want? Because the life I was living is the life I thought I wanted, you know, get a job, find a man who wants to marry you, get, get really good money. And it was like, check, check off all these boxes. But to your point about saying yes to myself meant abandoning the life that I had set out to create before. And that can become a very 
tumultuous, but also a very freeing moment for so many people. And it really comes back to authenticity and living a life of joy is about living authentic to you and being honest with who am I? What do I really want? And and how can I be of service? How can I help others? Because all of those are very connected because truly, if you think about it, if we all just take away money for a moment and I, I often say we have enough time, money and energy for what's most important to us. But the reality is if you just take all that away and you just had a magic wand and a genie came down and said, what would you like to do? And there was no consequences. You got to do that. And, you know, I really would, and I believe that we would all fit together. There are some people who love to cook. There are some people who love to build homes. There are some people who love to coach and write books and do podcasts and everyone would find their passion. And if we all live from this place of passion, we start to become more of a community. We start to come together as a collective. We're no longer just doing what we think we have to do to get by, but we start to shift from survival into thrive mode. Mm. I... Heard from somebody today via email who said, um, I often on Facebook and stuff put, here's my intention for the week or affirmations or whatever. And the person wrote in and said, when you put an intention up, I don't even know what to do with that because for me, life is the same every day. I don't even know how to set an intention. What is, what are the things that hold us back? Like the blocks that keep us from stepping into, as you said, that life where passion is kindled and we are working with that fulfillment? Yeah, there's quite a few blocks, actually. And I I call them joy busters, really, especially (laughs) because they block us from joy. And of course, one of the most main ones is fear, but fear in the way that it shows up of fear of what other people will think. I find, especially with what we've been seeing on social media and seeing with Mm -hmm. the collective and everyone's experiencing, you know, this current time in their own way, but kind of different, but together, In that experience, we want so much to fit in. It's that tribal kind of mentality as human species. That's what we crave. And so the truth is, though, we all are authentic. We have our own expression. We look different. We have different skin tones. We have different ideas about what could be happiness for us. But we worry because we don't want to rock the boat. And maybe you've experienced this in your life too, because a lot of the times what I see in my coaching practice and I experienced in my life, when you start to say, okay, there's got to be more for me, I'm feeling it and I want to take that step forward, you start to move forward on your dreams or take action on changing careers or writing that book that's been in your heart for so many years. And the people around you sometimes can't relate because you're growing faster, you're changing, you're choosing happiness or choosing to move forward. And that expression, sometimes we shy away and we we dim ourselves and we fall back into the collective wanting our family to approve. So what other people think of us really blocks us. And one way we can move through that is to recognize that you have a gift within you and your gift is your skills, your talent your natural ability to do the things you do. So I often start by just asking, what is something that you really do appreciate about yourself? A quality that maybe you've had your whole life that's just very natural to you. And what is it about that that has guided you through your life? And you start there. And that's part of your expression, part of what makes you who you are. And you start to amplify that. And, and play with that, if you will, and be curious about that. And then that can extend into, okay, I'm going to take steps to honor this part of me and let this be seen more in the world. 
So that would be one. There's quite a few other blocks. Another block would be, um, of course, fears from the past playing out in the present. We've had a teacher or someone in the past tell us, you know, you're not good enough or you're never going to make it doing that thing you love. Or we have our parents' voice, you know, growing up when we needed love and they couldn't give it to us. And so we, we hide from our true light based on what other people have done or said to us. So the goal here and the way forward is to recognize that you've split and allowed other people to tell you who you should be and come back to yourself by honoring yourself. And the way we do that is taking one step at a time and just taking that step. And each step you take, you realize you are safe. It is safe to be seen. It is safe to be heard and express yourself. So I could go on for hours about the blocks. I have lots of tools, of course, on my website and blogs and and videos on that. But those are kind of the highlights. Well, and I love that you, what I heard in there was a, a kind of an almost an understanding that sometimes those old patterns, sometimes the block, even though it's awful, can feel comfortable because it's familiar to us. And just what I know from my own, the work that I do, that sometimes when we're moving toward change, okay, I'm going to write the book or I will start doing things differently. I will allow joy. It isn't always a straightforward process. We tend to go forward and then come back a little bit. Do you find that? Yes, absolutely. And that's part of what the glorious part of life is. That's why my website's called Play With The World, because it's not at all going out and just playing. It's about understanding that we're in this dance. We're in this dance of life. And what we can bring to this beautiful life is compassion. And the more compassion you have for yourself and others, the easier that dance can be. And what I mean by dance is it's like you said, you know, there's this social media meme that goes around and it's like, I'm an optimist. I scoot forward and cha-cha back and forth. It's like you move forward, two steps back, two steps forward. Like that is life. And to know that we're always growing and experiencing new opportunities to learn about ourselves, to learn about love, really. I truly feel we're all here to learn about what love really is. And, and how we can receive that. And some of us experience love by doing what we love for, you know, our passion or our hobbies. Other of us, it, it comes in so many ways, but I, I truly feel that it all comes back to that. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Shannon Kaiser. Among many other good books, she's the author of Joy Seeker. Let go of what's holding you back so you can live the life you were made for. And you can find out more about Shannon and her work at playwiththeworld.com. So one of the big, hmm, like a, like a hinge, one of the big choice points when we're changing is fear versus love. And I know a lot of times in my life, I've chosen fear over love. And I hear that from people who I talk to. Why do we choose fear over love? And what should we do with our fear instead? Oh, this is such a beautiful question because fear is something that is very natural to this world. You know, it's easy to go to fear because it feels safe because it's one of those things that our ego will often cling to. And our ego is that mind, that fear voice that's trying to protect you. And fear is something that's also used in the world to manipulate and control and kind of move us into directions that maybe aren't totally aligned with what feels our authentic truth. So we choose fear because it is something that we have learned. It's something we have stepped into. And the reality is we are love. We come from love. 
love is our essence. And so when you talk earlier about joy, to me, joy is love. It's the highest vibration next to love. And so when you're talking about choosing love, it actually becomes easier the more you do it. And one of the things that I often start with is the beliefs that we have. We often have beliefs that are holding us back and we can radically change our life and our results by shifting our beliefs. And so you can ask yourself, well, what belief is limiting me? So for example, if you're in a position where you're trying to make a choice, you can say, is this choice inspired by fear or love? You know, last year when um, a lot of this craziness was going on in the beginning, I started to do the doomsday scrolling where I was just like (laughs) seeing, oh my God. And I live in Oregon. And at the time we had devastating wildfires, which is something I was not used to in this normally wet climate. So there was like natural disasters on top of worldwide pandemic on top of like crazy videos coming in on my feed. And I was like, Frantic. I was running around my house trying to pack up a, a, you know, a care kit in case I had to evacuate my house. And I was making all these choices. And I was like texting like a frantic all caps to people like, what should I do? And and I remember talking to one of my friends at the time who was a teacher and a, kind of a, a coach and a guru, if you will. And I said, I need to know if I need to leave Oregon. Like the, it's just unsafe here. And they said something that was really profound for me. Of course, the wise sage voice of of my higher self came in and it said, Make all your choices from from a place of love. Don't make any choice from a place of fear because that will always induce more fear. And I realized I was basically in this cycle and that's what fear does. It just wraps you in deeper and deeper like a snowball. So I paused and I took a moment and I said a prayer and I came back to myself and I said, I choose alignment and I choose to make choices with light and love. And that mantra in itself shifted everything. It helped me realize that I am always, and we all are, always right where we need to be. And, you know, God or your higher power or however your universe is always going to put you where you need to be. And when you align with that source love, it's going to be a lot easier to move forward in life. So after that week of maybe feeling totally stressed out, I shifted my belief and I decided I'm going to make a choice to align with love. And my, my life has just opened up miraculously since then. It's been amazing. You say in the book that fear can be a compass. And I, and I love that because I think that fear, I disagree with an idea that you should never have fear or you should write all you be fearless and that I feel like, uh, and like you, you said, fear is a compass. I feel like fear can shine a light on the things we need to look at, right? Fear always shows us something, always teaches us something about ourselves and the choices that are available to us. It's so true. There's a couple different types of fear, but our brain doesn't know the difference. So, you know, there's the fear that your life really is in danger. You're being chased by a bear or a shark or something that is out of your control. And, and there's a panic that strikes in, but there's also the fear of getting hurt in relationships or the fear of uh, not being loved because your parents couldn't show you the love growing up or we have traumas and experience a lot of setbacks in life. And so moving forward feels the same way it does as if our life was threatened. Your brain doesn't know the difference. And so what I talk about in the book, Joy Seeker, the whole section about fear being your compass is that we can actually work with fear to not only transmute it and transform it, but almost alchemize it into a place of using it to see where our blind spots are. 
And so to give you an example, this really turns up in our life when we're holding ourselves back and we don't even know it because of fear. And this often looks like making a, a real radical life choice or shifting into something that might make you happier, but you worry what it would bring to the people around you, whether it's changing careers, changing a relationship, or just any major life change. Often fear will get extra loud and rampant. And in this experience, when that happens, so often we shy away. And so, for example, when I first left corporate, I had so much fear that it was debilitating. I, I actually quit and then I rehired. I said, okay, I'm not going to quit. I, put, I decided not to put my two weeks back in. And they're like, okay, you can stay because <laughs> I was so scared. And I was like, I knew I needed to leave corporate, but I was doing that little tango and it was all fear. And I sat down and I said, what is my fear trying to show me? It's a compass. It's showing you the, you know, you go to the place to the edge and a lot of times when we're stepping into a life that feels more joyful, fear gets extra loud. I have and work with a lot of authors in my mentorship program, and they always, when they get to the point of getting ready to put their book out into the world, get terrified. And it's because you're doing something you've never done. And this is the good fear. This is the fear that's showing you possibilities for your life and saying, hey, you're playing at a level that is new and a level that is more aligned to your authentic self than ever before. So your fear gets extra loud, mainly because it knows it won't need you, like you won't need the fear after you take that step forward. So the fear is trying to protect itself. And when we see it in that way, we realize, oh, the fear is just trying to protect me. And you could say, hey, fear, I see you, but I'm moving forward. And then you can coexist and it's no longer going to control you, but you get to live your life really in a place of more grace and ease. It's beautiful because it suggests to me that I can have a compassionate relationship with my fear instead of either trying to starve it out or shout at it to go away or pretend I don't hear it, it yes. opens up a new way of relating yes. to my own fear. And that's the, that's the truth. I think so many, and we, we get it wrong, especially in the self-help community where it has to look all or nothing. Yeah. But that's really what I have found is we all have this, this experience of life and our fear will come at different times to help us and guide us. And when we see that it's part of being human and exploring this life, it becomes a partner if you will. And you just decide that it's no longer going to be in the driver's seat. If you will, you're going to just, you're going to take control. So your love and your light is going to step forward, but the fear is going to be there because it is always, if we start to see fear as a protector, it changes the whole relationship. It's, it's there to just protect. Shannon, how can listeners find out more about your work and get in touch with you? My website, playwiththeworld.com, is a great place to go. There's lots of resources and videos to help you kind of connect back to who you are and really live your life from joy and authenticity. And on social media, Facebook and Instagram, it's Shannon Kaiser Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S, which is my author page. Wonderful. Um, what would you like to leave the listeners with? Because the clock has caught us. This was a very zippy interview. Um, what would you like to leave the listeners with? What do they most need to know right now, do you think? I think the most important thing to recognize is that self-compassion is your tool forward. So no matter what you're going through and no matter where you're going, you have the power to show up for yourself and choose joy because joy is your birthright. Shannon, thank you for being on the program. Thank you. It's been so great to be here with you. Thank you. 
That's Shannon Kaiser. She is the author of, among other books, Joy Seeker. Let go of what's holding you back so you can live the life you were made for. You can find out more about Shannon and her work at playwiththeworld.com. There's a quiz, a free quiz on that website to help you discover your true calling. And that's there for you at playwiththeworld.com as well. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me if you're so inclined. If you are stepping into a different way of relating to your path, whether it feels like a joyful path right now or a fearful path right now, if you are in the midst of change, I would love to take my intuitive flashlight and help you shine it on the things you most need to take a look at to move forward. And if you believe, as I do, that when we focus our intention on change, that that's, that's what starts change rolling. Change really happens. I'd like you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. Once a month, my wife and I host a 15-minute free guided meditation call. It's open to everybody, no selling, no yelling. It's just people coming together from all over the world to focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. You can stream recordings of past calls at openpeacefulheart.com. You can also get the details of our next call, which is the first Sunday of every month. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.